Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, and welcome in to another Look episode at that face. of Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Wingert. That is Peter Moylan. We, we are Peter Moylan. <laughs> we are Peter Moylan. And that is our captain, oh, our captain, Mickey Mouse, Maddie Massa. Who's behind you, Maddie? Chugging something right now. Turn around, oh, turn around, turn around. Well, it's definitely Jake. It's the Jake photo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's the picture Jake. of Jake. Uh, I won first place at the Fort Bend County Fair in like, this is from 2004. Uh, a boot with blue bonnets. Did you paint that, Pete? No, this is a photo. Oh, that's not art. Let's talk baseball. This is a photo of me. Um, I, I drew this. Before I knew what uh, neck, neck trimming you was. You challenged my hand-painted, drawn boot no. with an actual picture of your face? This I wasn't a challenge. Too. I just tried to grab bigger things than you were grabbing. I tried to actually get a framed Magic Johnson jersey, but I couldn't pull off the wall without hurting myself. I so I grabbed this instead. I can't hear you. <laughs> Um, I also have a baseball signed by the 1996 Pirates. Dan Plesak was on this team. My parents won this at like some sort of auction. Hey, the World oh. Series. <laughs> yes. World Series is here. Uh, the CS is um, Padres. And, yep. Just as we predicted. <laughs> Man, I'm so, I love the Padres. I mean, I love the Phillies right now. I'm all in on the Phillies. And you know what sucks for me is that they're so fun to watch play the they're game of so baseball fun. right now. It's Reese Hoskins and Bryce Harper, their little high five that they do, and it looks like they whisper something into each other's ear after the person hits the home run. I want to know what they're saying. Hmm. Do you think that they're handshake? Why don't handshake? you ask Ken Rosenthal? He'll probably be able to find out. Drop my baseball. I'm curious if, like, whoever hits the home run gets, like, a compliment whispered into their ear mm. because it looks like the person who congratulates the person who hits the home run, they grab each other by the head and they whisper. Also, did you guys notice that on the Phillies jerseys, the H and the P overlap? I don't like it. I have not noticed that. Look at it next time. Nope. Because then that's all I'll be able to look at for the rest of the time. I watch the Phillies go right. to work. It just doesn't I'm, look right. I'm not going to look at that. I'm all too... right. Let's, I'm too busy watching them play really good baseball. Let's start out in the ALCS, Pete and Maddie, because I feel like we're going to talk about this one for a lesser amount of time. Take it away, Maddie. Astros sweep the Yankees in four games. The Astros have yet to lose a game this postseason. I believe there have been four teams in Major League history who have done that, including... Peter's 2007 Colorado Rockies. Mm. Uh, Maddie, what's is Aaron Judge coming back? That quote that Brian 
I said his name wrong when I was at HQ and they made fun of me. Brian Hoke. Hoke. Yeah. yeah. He tweeted out the Aaron judge want to stay with the Yankees. And Aaron judge said, I've been clear about that since I first wore pinstripes, but we couldn't get something done before spring training. Now I'm a free agent. We'll see what happens. <clears throat> I'm writing down four things here that I would Ooh. like to discuss Good. about the ALCS. Okay. okay? The first thing is Aaron judge. So that's a great question. The second thing will be Aaron Boone. The third thing will be the predictable nature of which this went down and the fact that Jimmy literally called this from every single night, every review. I watched every Talking Yanks after the game and he he basically, and every preview show, he talked about how predictable this was. And then, yeah, that's, then I just want to talk about how good Jimmy is at his his job because, yeah, and then how that is going to change with the current guard that is in charge of the Yankees. Go, Maddie, go. Uh, so the first thing was Aaron Judge. Yes. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I think that it would, he's not going to take a discount to stay here, in my opinion. Um, so, nor should he. It's the New York Yankees. Yeah, no, no, nor should he. Um, but I think that we kind of knew that from the beginning anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So make the best offer. Like that's, that's just what, what do you think's the best to. offer? What do you think the best? Do you think it's a six year? Do you think it's an eight year? Do you think it's, I I think it has to be an eight year because I don't think Judge will take something that's six years and then his contract finishes. I think he's thirty one, so then his contract would finish at thirty seven or so, which is but not if, good. But if the average and you get to ten years. And the average value per year, or are you talking about like he wants to break records and and he wants to be able to turn it into a, because I, if you're good enough at the end of that contract, then you're going to get another contract at 37. It's not like 37 is the kiss of death. If it was 42, I'd be like, but 37 is old, but it's not like stay away from never give a contract too old. So he turned down a $213.5 million extension. That was seven years. The AAV was 32.5 million. So we turned that down from the Yankees, Matt. What, what about that? Does he think his AAV should be higher? Did he want more years? Like, what do you think? um, I mean, obviously he bet on himself and he earned himself Lord knows how much more money, but when he turned that down at the time, what do you think he didn't like about that offer? I just think, um, I mean, if it's between years or AAV, I think it would be AAV. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that he went in probably with a number that he thought he was worth. Um, he gave them their chances or two to come up with a, a come close to that number. Whether or not he told them that number, I, I would assume so, but maybe not. Um, and, and now, I mean, after that season, I think all Yankees fans would just truly expect to uh, have the Yankees front office give him what, give him what he wants, whatever he wants. Um, but I don't know. Okay, so the odds I, for what? I think going into the postseason, I was ninety two percent he'll stay, eight percent he'll leave. Now after the postseason, I think I'm. stay 27% leave did that go did that go up just because I'm like the overall vibes are low I don't know or is it because 
he thinks he can do better in the postseason elsewhere. I don't know, but I just feel lower now. Here's what's fascinating for me, and I, I don't know why, but it's I've jumped on and looked at like Michael Kay's post game. I've looked at the Yankees Yes Network post game show. Like I've really dived in to see what people are saying, and mm-hmm. people are pissed. Like the people, the Yankees fans are are just not happy with the way this all ended. And well, yeah. And they're all everybody's speaking out and everybody's on the same page except for the Yankee front office. Well, what's crazy is people have been questioning managerial decisions in every single game throughout the postseason, and there was never a single adjustment made. And it no. the things that Jimmy and Jake and different people would point out, it just would seem so obvious to make right. that adjustment. And there were the adjustments that they were suggesting, whether it was not playing so deep or whatever it was. Um it was just very interesting that they seemed to be obvious adjustments that weren't made that contributed to so many of the losses. Mm-hmm. You're and a manager. That's exactly what I was just about to say to you. As a manager, I'm looking at the functionality of this team and it's just like, it's just, I think Jimmy said it. It's just like the, the salad analogy that they made the other day was so mm-hmm. true. It was like, nobody knew that you were making a salad. They just threw bits together and hope that it turned into a salad. Yeah. But no no four parties were in agreement as to what the end product was going to be. They just decided to try and throw as much of what they could get at it. Didn't matter what yeah. it was. Just, just get something. So, yeah. and when you look at it versus a team like the Astros, you can just see that there's so much missing from the, as good as they were for the first half of the year, we were talking all world teams, like yeah. the, the Seattle Mariners shit. And now it's like, oh, it was predictable. Yeah. How can it go from all world to three months later, you've shit down your own leg and you can't get back up again? It's like, yeah. it's it's crazy to me. And it's I, it's I think it's the deadline moves. I agree with what everybody else has said. But I also think that it's just, Jimmy says it, the Yankees used to be the, the goddamn Yankees are coming. Yeah. Now it's like eh, it's just they're, they're just like everyone else. Yeah. They just have, they've just got more money and bigger stadium and angrier fans. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was interesting. Like his takes in game one, like that they were kind of just almost giving away game one to see what they had, to see what, what they had in Clark Schmidt, where Clark Schmidt had no business going back out there after he got that double play. Um, and you and I texted about that yep. and talked about that. Um, it was just very interesting to see the decisions being made, but back to, back to Aaron judge, I'm looking at odds right now. So the highest odds to get him back are the Yankees. Second highest odds nice. are the giants, which is Ooh. his hometown team. He's from Makes the sense. Bay area, um, which would be very interesting to see him go to the giants because I don't, the money that the giants would shell out for Aaron judge. I don't necessarily think they have enough pieces to, they have some good younger pieces there, but I don't think they have, enough i feel like they'd still have to go out and make some really big moves to put Mm. around aaron judge um and then you have the dodgers in there which like oh my gosh whatever um they just it's unbelievable if they get aaron judge 
and Mike Trout and Otani. They're talking about that's what that's the last one that I saw was a lineup with. with Could you imagine Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman? And it was like Xander. It was Xander. No, it was like Xander or Dansby, one of the like top free agents. Judge Otani. I think it was more of a priority sort of lineup, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Steve Cohen goes out and just signs every free agent that's imaginable or trades for every top player in the league. That's the kind of thing that I'd imagine would happen. Well, the Mets are fourth in odds to get him. And I could totally see Steve Cohen doing that. Yeah. Or is, is anybody coming off the books? That's out, well, D- Jacob deGrom is Jacob. Jacob deGrom's a free agent, right? Yes. So, that's obviously massive coming off the books. Um, uh, but he's, does he want it to come? Mets fans will, I don't know how, I don't know how Mets fans feel. I haven't listened to any Shea station. I don't, I don't know if it's like they are, if he leaves, we're done sort of thing, or if they're willing to move on because of the injury history. I don't understand where they're at. Yeah. Um, but I do think that he's not going to be there next year. You don't think Jacob DeGrom will be a Met? I don't think he's going to be a Met. I don't think, and I think as far as Aaron Judge is concerned, I honestly think that it's going to take more than just a, we want to throw the bag at you type offer. I think it's going to be a, hey, we want you to be a generational talent and a kind of person that's going to lead this club for years. Like that sort of pitch, not not just a, how much do you want? Yeah. Like, the other three teams listed in this article are kind of interesting. The Red Sox, the Rangers, and the Twins. Um, the odds for them to get him are obviously much lower. But, yeah, your top four teams listed to get him are the Yankees, the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Mets. Um, but, Maddie, you said 73% back to the Yankees, 27% elsewhere. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and how quickly that plays out. I'm so excited for this free agency period. It's, like, unbelievable. What do you think was happening with Aaron Boone? Do you think that the decisions have come from the analytical department and his hands are completely tied? Um, I, I mean, Jimmy says it on talking Yanks, like he knows it for a fact. And I do believe that he does. Um, Just solely going based on what he says on talking Yanks. He, he says that it's a, they literally have a A panel. And Aaron Boone is one vote on that overall overarching panel. So I, I, I don't know how normal that is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would assume not. So, Well, I don't know either now. But especially, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I, I don't know what it's like to be a big league manager. It, I, know that, I know that the guys that are having success, it feels like the guys that are having success right now uh, maybe left to do their own thing as well as use the analytical advice like a Dusty Baker's seemed to be able to do with quite... I mean, it's he's not made a wrong move, has he? No, I mean, and I think that one of the moves that he makes and Jimmy and Jake have been saying this since I was listening to Talking Yanks in 2017... It, Having consistency is so key. Just make one through six in the order the same every day. And these people play the same position every day. I'm so tired of like Harrison Bader didn't know he was leading off when he led off in whatever game four or five of the ALDS. He didn't know Mm. until Lauren Shahadi told him on the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. You kidding me? But I I just think. I think like that consistency plus I think maybe I'm 
I'm a little bit more old school preference in baseball, but I I don't want every guy to just hit homers. They should all have some kind of pop, but like who had the highest batting average in the Yankees in this postseason? It was like 200. Like get somebody that can fill it, fill the lineup with Judge, Stanton, Rizzo, and six guys that get on base. That's been the point that they've been making on talking baseball, though, is you hear so much like if you out homer the team, you're going to win. But if if you hit three solo shots and the other team hits one three run home run, then it's a tied ball game. So mm-hmm. you have to be able to get guys on for those home runs to really, really drive in some runs, obviously. But um, especially in the postseason. And that's yeah. like the other thing is that Yankee, the, they've said the Yankees don't build an offense for the postseason. Well, it's because. Yeah, they'll they'll run the best pitching is going to give up one or two homers a game and they're solo homers now. My I think one of my favorite points that they made, I don't know if it was Jake or Jimmy, was the the fact that the excuse of well, it's such a small sample size, and that being the fallback for a lot of people when it comes to playoff baseball, there are ways that you can try and manufacture your way through a baseball game. The problem is you've managed 162 games one way. And it switches. It goes to mm-hmm. tournament play almost when you get the playoffs. You almost have to be on like boom, 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 have someone ready almost every like college world series type stuff. Have someone warming up in the bullpen almost every inning. It's like you've got to be – if one thing doesn't look right, you've got to be ready to go bang straight away. Yeah. You can't sit back and like, oh, it'll be okay. It'll be fine. No, you've got to be – and that's where it gets – that's where it speeds up on you is because you don't have the time to wait. When you were watching – and I know I keep – I already brought up the Clark Schmidt thing, but when you were watching – this game were there decisions being made that you, I mean, as a manager were just watching like where it was so obvious where you're just like, literally, what are they doing? So where I lock in the most is bullpen decisions. And because I know what it's like, I know the mindset of every single guy and every single guy's role in that bullpen. Mm -hmm. So when I see guys being stretched, doing things that they're not normally used to doing, I get it. It's the playoffs, but the one thing that I saw was that once he got out of that big situation unscathed, that should have been it. You've got the, it was a tie game at that point, right? Wasn't it? I think so. Yes. You've got what you needed to get out of him. There's no way that he's going to be able to match the adrenaline that he came in with for that inning. When he goes back out, I know that it's sometimes there's, um, you just can't help it. But in a situation like that, when you're in game one and you've got a full bullpen, You go for it. You put the hammer down in a tie game until it's not a tie game anymore. If it happens to you lose the lead, then you switch. Then you go to the other guys. But until you've lost that lead, you've got to give yourself a chance to win. Yeah. Well, let's talk about how good the Astros are. Because you have the rookie and Jeremy Pena who won ALCS MVP. His numbers in the ALCS, he hit 353 with two home runs, two doubles, four RBI. 1176 OPS. This is the guy who came in and replaced Carlos Correa and Carlos Correa is having to sit there on the TBS set and talk about him on the post game show. Um, you know, it's, you know, what's even <clears throat> crazier is that Jose Altuve has done nothing. Has, has he still, did he still not he record one, a hit? He, he got two hits. He, I think. he has okay. hits. Yeah. I think he got a, he got a jam shot double down the right field line. I think he got another infield single that he beat out, yeah. but he's not, he has done nothing. And Alex Bregman could have easily been named MVP. And that that crazy thing that came out, his his numbers in the ALDS and the ALCS were exactly the same. Did you see that? Uh-uh. 
in both series, he had 16 plate appearances. He went five for 15 with a walk, a double, a home run, and slashed 333, 375, and 600. The exact same no numbers. <laughs> the exact same numbers in the DS to the CS. I did not um, even know that, and I can't believe that's a thing. That is, that's consistency for you. Yeah, but I mean, he's really shown up. Jeremy Pena has shown up, obviously. Can we also, now this is going to be probably a sticking point. Can we also just agree that the Astros were good back in 2017? I'm so tired of, and I, I, I understand they cheated. I'm not, I'm not denying that, but people who are still using that as a crutch, like every time I would send out a tweet about the Astros, I would just get pounded by people saying they're cheaters. Right. And I'm like, okay, they're proving you wrong right now. I mean, they're not proving you wrong. They cheated. They're proving that they're legit. Correct. And, but what they need is to win a world series this year to yeah, get do. people, to get people off that, off that crutch. Yeah. If they can win a storyline where it's a year where, um, they, they aren't, I mean, we have pitch calm. We, you, you aren't stealing. You can't really steal signs anymore. Um, so they just, they need to win a world series this year to get people to chill out on that storyline. But the Astros are legit. They've been legit. Their ability to churn out. They have lost George Springer, who was a massive piece of that 2017 team. They lost Carlos Correa, who was an even bigger piece of that 2017 team. Like you said, Jose Altuve is not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And they are churning out this talent consistently year in and year out. And they're winning 100 games almost every single year. And they're They've been across. to four World Series in the last six years. Could you imagine, Pete, if the Braves, if you have covered a World Series... In four of the last six years, who says I'm not going to? You probably will, honestly. Mm -hmm. But that's absolutely insane. Insane. That this team has been one of the final two teams standing. Yep. In four out of the last six years, and I understand two of those, wh whatever people say. But oh my gosh, it's insane. I do feel like you're yelling at me just a little bit, I'm but so I'm with sorry, you. Sorry, Pete. I'm with you. I am so with you. Uh, and I would like the storyline to end. Speaking of cheating, mm. I do think pitchers have found something to get sticky stuff on their fingers. Oh, I do think something's going on, but I can't, I'm not going to go any further than that. That's just a little bit of a tease, but I'm going to be watching very closely for the rest of the playoffs to see what guys are doing. The pitching. I've enjoyed the pitching so much in the postseason. I mean, what Zach, and that's, we'll, we'll get to that in the NLCS, but like what Zach Wheeler's doing every mm -hmm. single outing. I mean, it's been fun to, like he and you, Darvish, both went, what, seven plus in that, mm. in that one game, in that final game. Was it the final game? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Astros are unbelievable. Um, and I, I, I want the Phillies to beat them because I it's been so fun following along with this Cinderella story this year for the Phillies. I mean, how random, how random is it that the Phillies are in the World Series? <laughs> Did I like, say this? What? I think I said this last week or I've said it somewhere. I'm going to say it again. I firmly believe that if Hensley can throw a strike, there's no way the Phillies make it to the World Series. Yeah. If they lose game one, there's no yeah. way they win in game two when they come back, I think. Do you think they have any shot of beating the Astros? Yes. How big? I think it's as good as, uh, I mean, I don't see, they've faced 
as good a pitching as they're probably going to face. Well, Verland has been pretty disgusting. And Framba is on another level. Yeah, but look at the pitching that's in their division that they face right. 19 times a year for each team. That's, you know, I mean... that's the thing. That's the key that the NL has. And I said it the other day, is that's the advantage that, especially the, the NL East, like we go through Scherzer, DeGrom, the best of the best. No, look Wheeler, at the guys on the Nola. Braves. You it's know? like it's non it's relentless and it's not like oh we get to face this guy's number three now okay it's charlie morton spencer strider yeah. like what ranger suarez it it just doesn't stop so that's that's what i think that and their offense is hot right now bryce harper and reese hoskins right now kyle schwarber went from going one for 24 to having a real impact in the cs yeah. like that's the that's the thing about playoffs is that as every single series restarts so does your mindset you look up the yeah. scoreboard and you're like oh man i'm not zero again here we go do you because such a big storyline after the ds was obviously the the layoff of teams but mm. both of these teams finished the cs on the same day so they both have tuesday wednesday thursday where they're not playing so i was do you think that that's going to affect the World no. Series or it's just an equal playing field because they're both at the exact same I think it's an equal player field. Level. I think they're both, they're both, it's, this is what you, this is the end game. Like this is the boss level. This is however you want to word it. Uh, the, the five day layoff, I don't know. It's just, I hate for it to be. And this is not an excuse because I feel I just feel like every team that had the five day layoff, except for the Astros, I don't know what they did differently. They're the Astros. Whether they they just prepared and played games the whole time, faced live pitching the whole time, I'm not sure. Um, but I don't know that that not seeing that pitching for that amount of time. It's different if they're both. I, I don't yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean they're, both they're about to the have same... four days off, and they should be ready to go for the world series, but I just don't think the skill level would be the same if they had played yesterday and they were moving on to play the thread. There's going to be a couple of inning delay where they're trying to get their eyes in, where they're trying to get, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then the, coming down from the whole world series thing, the first game is going to be low scoring. I would imagine. Okay. Well, if you uh, want to take that imagination into real life, you can place a bet that says that the under will hit on DraftKings Sportsbook. But in addition to MLB, we got stuff for the NBA fans out there because the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can new customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today because with bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Uh, did you guys see John Morant and Kevin Durant last night facing off? Both score over 35 points. That was nuts. Place more bets on John Morant because uh, I think that he is – Truly something. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code JOHNBOY. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
phenomenal job by you with that transition. Yeah, Maddie. well done, Maddie. Thank well you. done. Okay. Well done. Shall we shall we tie a bow on the AL and move over to the NL? Because I've just noticed something absolutely insane that I never realized before. Did yes. you know that the final game was lost by an R Suarez and saved by an R Suarez? No. There you go. I just looked there up the, I was looking at the box score. That's riveting. God, people have just riveting switched stuff. off. People have just clicked off just just now. Sorry. Yeah, I really thought that would be better. No. <laughs> All right. Bo's tied on the ALCS. The Astros are absolutely insane. Yes. Aaron Judge is a free agent. Correct. The Yankees poo-pooed on the on the bed. Poo-pooed on the league. Poo-pooed. I would have much rather have seen Cleveland make it through if that's what the Astro if that's what the Yankees were gonna Man, do. And they could have. Um, okay. The NLCS. Wow. What a freaking series that was. I wish it would have gone longer because it does not feel like the Phillies took the series four no. to one. It felt it felt much more competitive uh, than that. It felt like a heavyweight title fight yeah. that was just haymaker after haymaker after haymaker. And I couldn't get enough of it, if I'm honest. It was so much fun to watch them just go at it the whole time. Wheeler was phenomenal. Harper is everything that he told us that he was, everything that every article's ever said that he was going to be. And he's doing it as DH. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just, I'm just so, I love when stories like that actually work out, you know, like it's the amount of shit that he's had to deal with. Yeah. I remember when he came in and Three years ago, he was voted by the players as the most underrated, overrated player in the league. Overrated. Why do you think that is? I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't. When you were a player, what was your perspective of Bryce Harper, especially playing against him as much as you? Well, how many? Did you did you only really when, have what, him in division that one year? What year did he come? What year did he come? Was well, it he was 11, with the 12? Nationals prior to that, so he's been in the East. I was. I was I know that I was around when he came up and the article came out it didn't help him but it was a different time back then mm -hmm. like to say that sort of thing about yourself when I first got to the big leagues was frowned upon you don't yeah. say that if even if you think that you are that good you just keep it to yourself and you let your actions speak not your words you know like that sort of thing so for him to come out and say that rubbed people the wrong way and that kind of got people I guess off the wrong foot instantly yeah. so he had even more to prove then had he just come up and been a regular guy that was drafted and and didn't go to sports illustrated and do all that sort of stuff then yeah he's probably shone beyond anyone's expectations yeah but because of all that he's still got more to prove i think and winning a world series would do that but he's still got eight nine years left on his contract too so yeah he's got a lot of time to do a lot of a lot of cool things and i don't see him slowing down it's just so fun to see this roster finally clicking because we talked about it a little bit last week, but this is a roster we've been waiting to click for years now since they've gone out and made those big splashes in free agency. And now they're all, I mean, it's, it's some, and even Alec Bohm watching that storyline play out, watching him say, I love this place um, has been really cool. Bryson Stott is a name that we've heard a good amount that series. Uh, Gene Segura had the Gene Segura game. Um, I mean, Nick Castellanos had some big hits mm -hmm. uh, after everything that he went through Crazy. earlier in this season with Philadelphia. 
Um, yeah, what Schwarber has done, he hit a ball. Was that this series? He hit a ball 488 feet or was that the that DS? That was this series, I'm pretty sure. Um, Wasn't it in San Diego? No, I don't know. How did you feel about them playing through that game in the rain? When Sir Anthony Dominguez came in and had the three wild pitches, if they would have lost. Right. If they would have, well, here's the thing. You've seen multiple occasions, even this um, playoffs where guys will completely stop the game and have them come out and fix the mound. Yeah. You don't have to throw a pitch. So if he's not going to stop the game and he feels comfortable enough to get a land and be solid and release, it's fair game. If he throws the pitch, it's fair game. Well, as a pitcher, how would you feel with that game just being played through the whole time? I would hate it because my in my experiences, the worst time is after it's rained because it's all still wet and you've got a ton of kitty litter out there and you mud under the spikes. So you literally cannot get any grip. It doesn't matter. You clean your spikes out after every mm -hmm. pitch. And the minute you walk on the mound again, you just get a bunch of dirt stuck in between your spikes and you can't, you, there's no comfort level for me, it was tough because I would land and spin so hard mm. that if I was landing and spinning and it was no grip, I was in real trouble. So it's just, I would not have thrown a pitch had I not been able to land. Okay. He felt comfortable enough to throw three pitches, four pitches throughout it. Smolty even called it. Conditions are tough, this, that, and the other. Like, we'll stop. Yeah. Make them come out and put some dry, dry as a bone or whatever they put on there. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Well, I mean, that was just, that was such a fun series to watch. It's just still so random to me that the Phillies are in the World Series. Mm -hmm. um, but the Padres, I mean, what what did you see? What did you see from the Padres that stood out the most to that, you? They were running on adrenaline just like the Phillies were, but unfortunately they relied so heavily on that bullpen. Mm -hmm. And I think the bullpen just ran out of steam. Um, I don't, I, I mean... If there was one thing that they were lacking, it might have been that extra starting pitcher. But I, I I think for them, with everything they went through last year, with the disappointment last year, with the disappointment this year as well, with the Tatis stuff and everything that that, that team's had to deal with, like it's that's going to make them better for, for the next couple of years. And it's going to show them that they can actually win as a unit too. But the moves that they made, Bob Melvin, you can't fold him for anything that he did. I don't think there was anything that really stood out as far as managerial moves went. I think the biggest one was not putting Hader in to face. He didn't face. pitch at all, right? What was it? Yeah, it was it was Harper's two-run home run, and I think Hader was up in the bullpen. That, um, that might have been it. Yeah, I think that right. was like the one thing that was kind of questionable. I didn't know Hader was up in the bullpen. I was just so I locked in on the moment. Was. Was I, I think he um, was. I think. I remember seeing a, a clip of him in the bullpen that game that was around that time. Um, but – if they have Tatis, do they win that series? Oh, tough to say. It's, I, I mean, I, I mean, I you literally you, you've proven this postseason's proven that it, one player really doesn't or can. Unless your name's Bryce Harper. Unless no, but what I'm saying is you need to have more than just one thing happening at the same time to be able to win these series. You can't rely on Aaron Judge yeah. to be Aaron Judge with nothing around yeah. him that's what you're seeing the teams that are having success it's not just yes it's bryce harper but it's reese hoskins and it's schwarber and it's it's other people doing stuff as well it's not just the main event yeah um, i'm saying so if tatis was injected into that lineup absolutely they would have been more exciting but i don't know if they would have won how do you think and this is 
this doesn't have to do with the series, but like, are, are the guys talking to Tatis? Are they mad at Tatis? Is he going to be accepted back into that clubhouse next year? Is his suspension up? Will he be on the opening day roster? Will I've, he have fully served his suspension? I haven't. That's a, I don't know. Hmm. Not a subject that What's I the- am an expert in. I think that as far as the relationship with the other players goes, I think that if he's not trying to reach out now, he's doing himself a disservice. I would at least be, especially the guys that, that you played with, not some of the guys that have come in that you didn't maybe didn't play with, but especially the guys that you played with, I'd be, and he's already apologized to them. So maybe the relationships are kind of back to normal, but it's going to be a tough, tough road. It says, this was an article that came out October 17th and it says um, his 80 game suspension will be up no later than April 26th. So he will not be back for opening day. Uh, But I'm just really curious to see like how he's welcomed back into that clubhouse um, and how all of that goes down. But man, yeah, I was just wondering like, what, what would this, what would the series have been? If you do have Soto and Tatis in this lineup, which was what we all were talking about whenever they went out and they got Soto. Um, But, uh, okay, you want to move to the World Series? I want to figure out the pitching matchups in the World Series. So you have... They haven't announced them yet, have they? Well, yeah, but you'd imagine... It'll be Wheeler versus Verlander. Yep. Framba versus Nola. Yep. Ranger Suarez versus McCullers, probably. So you like the Astros more and that when it comes to starting pitching, because I like McCullers over Ranger Suarez, I think. I don't. Really? I mean. You know more than me. (laughs) I just think Ranger Suarez has, he's not, you look at, you think of the name Ranger Suarez, you're like, oh, he's, you know, he's a good fourth, fifth starter. He dominated the Braves this year Mm -hmm. and he was dealing with nerves in game one from what I understand and then came out or the first game that he pitched in the playoffs, he was dealing with nerves, which everyone was surprised about because he's so level-headed, but he is really good in big moments. Come, They brought him in to get the last two outs of that. Like That's not easy to do. You've seen people yeah. fail at that all the time. Three pitches later, they're out. Here we go. He's really good. Uh, yeah. McCullers, if he can get that curveball landing early, he'd be tough as well. Back in that 2017 World Series, I think there was a time where he threw 26 or 27 curveballs in a row. So you know that's his that's his go-to pitch. But I think I think they're pretty evenly matched, honestly. Wow. I do. Okay. I think Houston has the advantage in the bullpen, but only because that's only based on the year. Uh, Philly's bullpen has been pretty reliable. Um, I don't know what else they have. Besides Sir Anthony, um, lineups are if their lineups are firing, the lineups are pretty comparable. Like Hoskins, based on what he did this year, no. But if what he's done in the playoffs, yeah, yeah, it's I'm no longer judging people by what they've done in the regular season anymore. It's all about what you've done the last three games because it can. It can swivel so quickly. And it's almost like the spotlight went off of Hoskins a little bit because Harper had that big two-run home run to win it, um, the go-ahead. But 
what Hoskins hit two home runs the game before, and then he hit another home run. It's I mean, five Hos- in what? four days, I think. Alrighty, prediction time. My heart wants the Phillies. I've loved, I've, I've said that so many times. I've loved following the Phillies this postseason. I love that roster. I love what they're doing, but the Astros are just an absolute juggernaut. They've been there four times in the last six years. Um, they're not scared of this moment. You see even the new additions, your Jeremy Pena's are coming through and winning the ALCS. He's not scared of that moment. He's not scared of that stage. Not that I think Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins and JT Real Muto are scared of that stage, but the Astros have been there. I see the Astros taking this. I think the Phillies are going to win two games. I think Houston takes the series four to two. Mm. I think the Phillies are going to win and I think it's going to go also six games. Mm. And I think Philly's going to win the game one. Man, if you split one of those games in Houston and you do what the Phillies do, you come back home for three. That's why that's I think dangerous... they're going to win. That's why I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win game one with Wheeler on the mound. I don't think the Astros can score off Wheeler. And I think someone will pop a homer off Verlander. And it'll be a very low scoring game. But I think Philly will win. And I think that'll dictate the rest of the series. And I think they win it in game six at home. No, it won't be at home, will it? No, that would be back in Houston. Then maybe, two, maybe three, they'll win game five at home. Maybe they win 4 1. I'll just go out. Of, that's what I'm predicting. Wow. They're going to win 4 1. They're going to win it at home. Was that's that what you were going to say? Yeah. Wow. Both of you guys are taking the Phillies in five. If they win game one. The Astros just collapsed. <laughs> the Astros have rolled well, through this postseason. They have, but they haven't faced anybody yet. Ooh, whoops. They said certainly haven't faced anybody the last week. It's kind of fair. I mean, I'm not going to dispute that. I would have much rather have watched the Cleveland Guardians versus the Houston Astros for the last week. And that's not a knock on any member of the New York Yankees baseball team. That is a knock on the organization. And I'm not alone. And I feel very happy that there's people that are... I couldn't believe, Maddie. I couldn't believe Michael Kay went in like he did. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed that as well. Because that's um, not something that you hear people say about the Yankees. You hear it and talk about every other organization like that, but the Yankees get a pass. Not anymore. We're yep. fed up. All right. So I have the Astros winning in six. Peter and Maddie have the Phillies winning in five. It's going to be a fun series regardless. Both of these teams are so hot right now. Um, hot right now. Aussie lingo. Go. Ready? Stubby. Stubby. You stub your toe. A thumb. Anything small or truncated, but especially a small 375ml bottle of beer or, in the form stubbies, a pair of very brief men's shorts. You Oh. So I wonder if that's where chubbies beer came or from. shorts. Beer and use it in a sentence that you would actually say. Okay. Hey, would you mind going and grab us a couple of stubbies, mate? You would say that over beer. I just I I just spilled my stubbies on my stubbies. I would have said that. I would have said, let's go grab a couple of stubbies 
15 years ago. Now that I've lived in America for the majority of the last 15 years, I would say it differently. And we're but so glad you have, Peter. We're when so I was real ballsy, mate, did I give a couple of stubbies a run, mate? Jesus Christ. <laughs> did you really talk like that? No, but that's how people talk. I love Australia. it. I love yeah. it. All right. Go real hard. You know, like crocodile hunter. Rest in peace. Yeah, seriously. Hey, World Series is like almost here. I'm in Houston for it. I'm kind of fired up. You know, I ain't going to a game though, because the tickets are like starting at 900 in Houston and they're starting at like 1800 in Philly. But it'll be fun to watch the series from H Town, Funky Town, Clutch City, Space City, Bayou City, Home of the Purple Sprite City, where the stadium drops the top. Maddie looks miserable right now. There we go. How can you look miserable in a Mickey shirt like that? Yeah, you no. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. World Series is here. We love you. Almost. Peter's lived in America for 15 years. We love that too. Farm on, farm often. We will see you guys next Wednesday.